Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Disabled Report, official podcast of the Disabled Network. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode. As always, I am joined by my best friend and co-host Lou Rodriguez. Hello, uh, and uh, I have a new microphone, so I don't sound like such a bozo back in the background somewhere. And mine is on the way, allegedly, according to Amazon. We'll see. I apologize for Ollie barking in the background. As a lot of you know, he's an idiot. So anyways, uh, go through the whole rigmarole, as they say. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about our organization, you can visit our website at disables.org, spelled D-I-S-A-B-L-E-I-S-T dot org. Find us on YouTube at Disables Network, Facebook at Disables Patreon, backslash the Disables Network. We're on Cafe Press, cafepress.com backslash the Disables Network. If you want to walk, rock some awesome merch like what Lou has on and uh, this mug that we have, and I'm I'm the bozo because I don't have my Disables Network shirt on, but uh, I didn't get the memo. Maybe we should uh, send out a company-wide email, meaning to the whole three of us <laughs> next time to remind uh, me. It's funny too, because normally you don't mention cafe press. So I was all chomping on the bit waiting and, uh, and you did it. So, well, I did it. a great job this time. <laughs> and speaking of uh, that and people's hard earned money, spending it on us. Uh, let's give a shout out to our wonderful patrons. Thank you so much for your support over on Patreon. Uh, so shout out to our top, two tiers are super crypt tiers who have pledged $15 a month. Thank you, Robert L. Pope Jr., George Smith, hi deal George, Kevin Melendez, and my Aunt Kelly, Kelly Kidder. Uh, thank you so much. And then a shout out to our Cryptastic patrons, which is a tier right below them, but we don't hold anything against them. We love them just as much. Uh, to the wonderful Annette Webb, Patty Pride, and Ellie Stowe. Thank you all so much for uh injecting yourselves into the family of the Disables Network. Welcome. I'm not so sure that you like realize what you were signing up for, but here we all are now. Um, anyways, today we have the uh, privilege of having a good friend uh, of ours, uh, Gabby Cecilia, to the show today. She has helped out with some blogging stuff and is an admin for our disabled-only group, the Disables Nation has been absolutely fantastic. Anytime that I've had a question or she's had a question, she reaches out to me immediately and always gets back to me immediately if I reach out to her. Uh, absolutely uh, privileged to work with her on stuff. And she's going to be writing more blogs with us. She's going to be doing some activism work with me, graduating her from advocacy. Her and I talked about this. She's not just an advocate anymore. She is an activist. Welcome to that family. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to talk about all of that kind of stuff, but Gabby, if you want to introduce yourself a little bit by telling us about your diagnosis and, uh, we'll start talking about your, uh, platform for Miss Wheelchair Illinois and all that good stuff. So take it away. Well, thank you for having me, first of all. And I think you've confused the entire, uh, podcast nation when you addressed me as Gabby Cecilia, because hardly anyone knows that I... I don't really use the name Cecilia, so they're probably like, who the hell is that? Well, now the so, cat's out of the bag. I've I've ruined, what is it, your your secret identity is now... Pretty much. I have no, I no longer have a pseudo name. Way to go, Kyle. Um, oh, God. Well, you but, did, hey, um, you didn't tell me. I'm the host of this. You should have told me. I didn't know you were going to use it. 
this is what did you what did you want me to do i had to introduce you (laughs) i was like who the hell is this who the hell is gabby cecilia oh wait that's me anywho thank you so much for having me uh yes i have cerebral palsy that's my diagnosis i've been a quad a quadriplegic as um people tend to refer to as quad quad life um since i was before the age of one i was diagnosed um, before the age of one, born around the week of the 20, I mean, the uh, around the 24th week of my mom's pregnancy, uh, I have a twin. We were born, both born pretty prematurely, so we spent a lot of time in uh, the NICU when we were born, um, So, and it was towards my first birthday that doctors started to realize that I was not meeting the typical milestones of a soon-to-be one-year-old, and they ran some tests. They came up, they looked at everything they could have, and I don't want to use, I don't want to say they came up with the diagnosis, but they determined I had CP. So uh, here I am. I do walk a little bit, but for about 90% of the time, I'm in a chair. And contrary to popular, popular belief, it is not cool. Um, it is not always comfortable. So, and no, you don't want one of these unless you absolutely need it. Because believe it or not, when people say it's so cool, I look at them and I reply, I would rather have a working set of legs than well, have to sit in a chair. That's because they haven't gotten a pressure sore yet, Gabby. That's why. She, she's <laughs> ruined my fantasy. I, I was... <laughs> <laughs> I, I would always look at Kyle and I'd, I'd be so jealous. He gets to sit all the time. Wow, wow so lucky. <laughs> you don't know how many times I've been to the store or anywhere out in the community and people look at me like, I have to get me one of these. Oh and they, they're, they're referring to my power chair and it's like, I don't even want one of these, you know? it's like. <laughs> Do you know what I tell them? I tell them, yeah, for twenty five grand, you too can have one. Here, I'll set you up because I work at a place. And then they're like, oh, and they get like really freaked out. And then they like run away, which is fine. The, and, you, I, <laughs> and the thing that most people don't understand is that it costs twenty five grand when it's delivered to you. But as soon as you sign off on it, it automatically is devalued. As soon oh, it's, as you walk worth, out the door and say yeah. it's yours. It's literally worth zero dollars. Exactly. What's it? Oh. I literally ahead. thought that Gabby was going to say that once it's signed off on, it just breaks. It, well, that too. That too, yeah. Um, or once or once the warranty runs out on all the parts or the electronics, that's when it breaks. Let me tell you real quick before I forget, because my meningitis brain uh, – I am a bit salty that uh, you quads have co-opted the term quad because I am a different kind of quad, a quad amputee. And whenever I tell anybody like my diagnosis and that I'm a quad amputee, they're all, they always, I can even say quad amputee, they'll always come back. And when they introduce me to other people, they'll be like, yeah, I know this guy is a quadriplegic. And I'm like, no, no, that's com- <laughs> completely different diagnosis. I think you're thinking, so like for a long Mm -hmm. time, it wouldn't even register in my brain. And I'd just be like, oh, they're like, you know, I just keep looking around and then they'd like say my name or whatever. And I'd be like, me, you're talking, 
<laughs> but oh, that's wait, not right. Wait, they're, they're, right. They're thinking that you're a quadriplegic as opposed yeah. to quadriplegic. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, well, well, they conflate the two. And it's like, I, I get it because they both say quad in wait, front. Wait, so, so Gabby, you're saying you're a quad, right? So yes. that doesn't mean you're paralyzed. No, I am not. Um, um, contrary to, again, to popular belief, um, I am not paralyzed. I have complete and total feeling of my lower extremities. And that's something I have to explain. I mean, and I don't mind explaining it, but for example, when you're explaining it to a potential date or, you know, any one of the opposite sex, they automatically assume, oh, you're paralyzed, you know? And it's like, no, I'm not. No, I'm no. I mean, I try not to be too hard on them because it's it's the it's the issue is not knowing. You know, it's it's not they don't want to be they don't it's not intentional, but they just don't know any better. Well, I didn't know. I mean, so so this is new for me, actually. Right. So. And what I was going to say to Kyle was, you need to coin your own term then. Coin <laughs> you, my you, coin my you, own term. What? Yes. I mean, I call myself a T Rex. Uh, is that the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> I love that because um, it brings you, it brings me back to the memes that you use every time we touch. <laughs> I'm laughing out loud at the memes that you use. No, don't tell people my secrets. Don't tell them that I'm a memer. <laughs> you should have told me that. <laughs> no, uh, apparently I'm a meme lord also. So oh, Lou, Lou really? is much much. You think that I'm a meme lord? <laughs> Please. Oh my. Um, oh my. I do notice that we have a similar tattoo. I don't know if we're going to be able to see mine. I see well, it. And the, yes, like, I see the lower portion of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see that. Yes, um, that was my first tattoo. How many do you have? I have two, one on each side. You know, I wanted to even it up. Oh. I figured, why not? Well, I have one on one side and not the other. So I recently got a butterfly with um, the ribbon itself is, um, I'm sorry, the body of the butterfly is the ribbon that symbolizes uh, cerebral palsy awareness. So it's emerald green. Um and after that, I was like, okay, no more, no more tattoos. I'm done. So what you're telling me is... Gabby, you need, um, to, you need to get the tattoo on your neck of your significant, your newest significant other. That's Oh, no, no, no. I will <laughs> never do my neck. That's got to be the most painful spot. And not only that, but if... Well, let me clarify. There is no significant other uh, at the moment anyway. You, you hear that, but, gentlemen? Pay attention. <laughs> But if there was, I would never put their name on any orifice of my body because well, only, or only, only orifices, only orifices, Lou. <laughs> but if because if it doesn't work out, I'm stuck looking at it for the rest of my life. Yeah, but then you Wait, will have the I, loving memory of them forever oh, ingrained oh on your. Skin. I wouldn't want a memory of them if it didn't work out, especially I, something like that. I do have to jump in here for a second. I've noticed, Kyle, that there's a trend. Anytime Christine's not on the show, the show automatically goes off the rails and gets dirty. Good. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Good. I was gonna say I was gonna say that uh your your butterfly on your right so okay, so I don't have my right side tattooed and I should get something. I'll talk to to Nick and Cody and see what they think if I come up with something. I'm thinking like giant unicorn with like pride flag in the back oh. so, something to show that i'm an ally that'll really just get under my parents skin or something like why that. don't you do like this the the logo for the disabledist network oh yeah see it'll be a big one i should do that on my on my forehead 
No, but <laughs> on your chest, like, like a badge. You know, speaking of like tattoos to piss your parents off, Kyle, I, I mm-hmm. now now you've got me invested in wanting you to like get a Hello Kitty just to wrap it all up. Look, I as should. A, as a, as a I should get stamp, a Hello Kitty as a tramp stamp. Oh well, that that never, I'm not going to do because it would hurt. <laughs> well, never mention it to your parents. Then, <laughs> they go to dress me one day. Well, no. <laughs> then when you guys go swimming, <laughs> when you go swimming, <laughs> oh, the, that, I, I would want to be there for that. I have both tattoos on my arms, and to this day, I have uh, people rubbing it. Rubbing on it like it's a uh, a fake tattoo and it's just gonna come off with some water. I was like, "That's permanent. Stop." I'm, doing I'm telling that. you. I'm telling you. Uh, when I got my tattoo, my my mom was indifferent and then got excited when she saw it. My dad was so pissed at me that he did not talk to me for like five days. Yeah, it's old. Wouldn't even look at me. Wow. And I was like, "What? Like." Okay, and then he tried like the whole, you know. Well, I don't agree with it, but whatever. So I should get the whole Hello Kitty gang. We, you and I, should get a Hello Kitty tattoo, Lou. Like Hello Kitty tattoos, and then we should also get the Disables Network logo. Wait, so so just a quick story about tattoos, and this is going to be a segue. I had gotten my nose pierced, and my dad lost his mind what the <laughs> hell are you doing you have your nose oh I'm, and i was like well the thing i didn't tell you is i have my nipples pierced too oh <laughs> my that, god and shut it down <laughs> you just escalated it so much that, that you literally oh broke his god. mind yeah, that, <laughs> he, he's much more sanguine about that stuff now like, yeah, but, yeah yeah but oh my gosh um well as much as I would like to continue down this butter <laughs> hole, because uh, this is fantastic, uh, we did have kind of an agenda for, for Gabby coming on today, <laughs> so we should probably get into that a little bit, and we can always joke about this kind of shit and stuff later. Uh, but anyway, so Gabby, tell us about, um, first of all, like, what gave you the idea to run for Miss Wheelchair, Illinois? Well, um... <laughs> You know, COVID changed a lot for individuals with physical disabilities, specifically. Mm -hmm. It changed it for everybody, but even more so for adults, because if they were isolated before, they became, it it got so much worse with COVID because there was like, if you don't have access to a screen, you are basically shit out of luck. And I was like, this has to change. And now that things are, so fluid with COVID that we're getting better and then we're going backwards and we're going forward again. A lot of the play, um, a lot of the alternatives for access that were granted to individuals with disabilities, like the additional time at the grocery store, the, um, the, the, um, there was a lot in place that suddenly is going, um, away now because, you know, people are going back to normal, as they call it. And I was like, this isn't right. I mean, after adults with physical disabilities age out of the school system, there's only one or two alternatives that, that we're usually given. We either go join a day program where it's a, a lot of repetitive tasks for us to complete or mm-hmm. go to school. Mm-hmm. And 
if you don't do either one of those, it's like, okay, then what? There's literally nothing out there for adults with physical disabilities that are high on the developmental spectrum, you know, that have um, the ability to carry genuine conversation and do more than repetitive tasks. There's nothing out there for us to do. And that's when I was like, okay, this has to change. This needs to be, there needs to be, we need to do better. It's 2021. We need to do better. So little did I know that when I started doing my research about Miss Wheelchair um, Illinois, my state currently does not have a program. So I would technically be running as an independent delegate, which means that once I run in my year of queenship, for lack of a better word, is up, I would take control of the program in its entirety. And I was like, oh shit, I don't know anything about running a program. <laughs> you know, I don't know anything about running a program. So basically from the bottom up, and I was, so I've been talking to um, previous title holders because there was a coordinator in place a few years ago. There no longer is one. So I've been talking to the former coordinator and I was like, can you teach me how to do this? You know, do you have a framework in place that I can work off of or borrow, you know? And that's basically what I'm doing now is just kind of figuring out as I go because I'm I'm literally flying by the seat of my pants. I'm yeah. learning something new every day. And then I can't remember how Kyle and I met, but it's been a combination of Miss Wheelchair Illinois, working with Kyle and then, you know, other nonprofit stuff I used to do before that I'm still doing now. So it's just like on a given day, I don't know where I am or what I'm supposed to be doing. So it's been fun. It's been fun though. So I think that you hit on a lot of really important stuff uh, regarding um, a lot of things, questions that, you know, I had about myself that I've, you know, came to Lou for, and then we ended up making the network. Um, and the big thing is that as disabled people, we like, we want to get, you know, we want to live up to our potential, right? Like we yes. know what we're capable of. Now, <laughs> different people have different ranges to their uh, you know, for their impairments, for their disabilities. Some people are not able to do, for instance, like what you, Lou, and I can do. Um, and there's no, you know, no shade thrown to that because everybody has their own limitations, which is absolutely. why I hate, which is why I absolutely hate when people are like, I'm not my disability. Like, don't tell me that I'm my limitations, blah, 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 whatever. But um, anyways. Uh, well, you know, so when when i first met kyle though too he kind of was put in a little box and he he was only i think doing like facebook posts or doing mm. social media for custom mobility right, yeah the right. place that we so, work at yeah and now that he works with me uh he helps me film he does a lot of the uh, production work he writes scripts and you know and so sometimes people out of context when they see us working together like They'll say you're such an asshole to Kyle. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's like I like because I'm I expect him to do work. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it's like yeah, it's on it's on two different levels where I guess you know, and sometimes it's well-meaning. You know, it's like they 
they like the questions you get sometimes are just people not knowing what to say so they'll just blurt out something dumb like if they meet someone famous and they're <laughs> like uh i love your work sign my face you know <laughs> so but yeah like so that's a good point because you know and we talked um and we've talked at length before about hiring practices and you know how would you hire somebody with a disability and well what can they do and it's like well did you ask them if they're yeah. applying for this job apparently they can do it right yeah. and see i can um i can sim um i can sympathize with a lot of what you just said because um a lot of the non-for-profit that i do now with the association of horizon it, we are very grassroots uh but i do a little bit of everything and people are look when i talk to them about it they're like well you do so much and it's like well yeah that's my job i may not get paid for it but that's my job i do media relations i do pr i do newsletter we do fundraising you name it if it needs to get done and then if i can do it time-wise i will do it but people look at us like exactly people look at you and you're like you're such an asshole to kyle i've had people look at my friends and say don't be mean to her or just such an <laughs> asshole and i'm like she's just treating me like anybody else and that's yeah. what i want they don't hear what i say to lou <laughs> he says yes Did master and no <laughs> <laughs> um I'm but such an uh, asset to him instead yeah. of an ass. <laughs> yeah, asset. I was gonna say asset emphasis on the ass part. Um, but I did want to point up before I forget, and then we can get into uh, some of the other stuff. Um, you mentioned a really good point, which is what part of what you and I are gonna be advocating for. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, and I don't know when this is gonna go live. More than likely, way after. Um, Gabby and I do our stuff for the National Coalition of Assistive Rehab Technology, NCART. If any of y'all are listening to, to this episode for whatever reason, hi, how's it going? Listen to more of our stuff and share it with other people so that we can then spread the word about NCART. Anyways, um, what we are going to be doing is we're going to be advocating for a bunch of different things. Uh, the owner slash president i can't remember exactly what the name of his title is but uh gabby and i were texting afterward uh his name is don clayback uh, when he was giving us like the rundown of what we're going to be doing gabby and i were texting and gabby was like did you get what he said because he rattled off like so many things that we're going to be doing and i was like yeah yeah i've done this before it's uh you know it's i'm used to it so for me i'm kind of just like hit the ground running and i took for granted that like Gabby and a couple of the other, a couple of the other wheelchair users that I have recruited haven't done this kind of work before. Um, and so, Gabby, I apologize to you for that. And uh, like I told you before, if you have any questions about that, let me know. But uh, I bring this up because one of the issues that we're going to be talking about specifically is something that Gabby mentioned, which is after all of this COVID shit uh, kind of settles there's talk already that they're going to get rid of a lot of the telehealth stuff um, specifically for physical therapists and occupational therapists who are the ones who probably pri I would say, Gabby, you correct me if you think that I'm, I'm wrong or whatever, but I would say that PTs and OTs probably write scripts for wheelchairs more often than other physicians do. Oh, absolutely. And okay. they, um, the majority of physical therapists, I, I think anyway, it's physical therapists, 
that do the majority of uh, writing for prescriptions and writing letters of medical necessity to justify um, the need for such equipment. And they have to justify every nook and cranny on the yep. chair why it's medically necessary. So yes, and that's not throwing shade to any occupational therapist, but the majority of my letters have come from a physical therapist. Yeah, well, I mean, mine have too. I think that that's good. You know, like, it's not saying anything at all about occupational therapists. It's just that, you know, having uh, the wheelchair can be considered a part of like OT, but, you know, I mean, it just, it, in my mind, it makes more sense for PTs. But anyways, the, the point is, is that, uh, you know, with all of the COVID stuff, um, them starting to think about, you know, quote unquote, getting back to normal, um, there's talk of already dissolving uh, the telehealth stuff uh, for PTs and OTs. And if that happens, that will make it a lot more difficult for some wheelchair users to get the scripts that they need for their chairs. And it was really, really difficult before. Now with the telehealth, it's a little bit easier because a lot of us don't have transportation. And it's right. really difficult to get to like the PT and OT offices. And so now we have that resource finally and they want to take it away again so they're like ah dangle the carrot like a little bit and I, I uh, like also you guys like out of sight out of mind well pretty that's, much that's yeah. what it feels like to be honest with you yeah it's uh i am also privileged because my brother uh, just became a physical therapist for like uh professionally uh what's the word i'm looking for officially and so i'm just gonna be like hey kent <laughs> Give me an eval or whatever. I need a new chair. Like, write me a script. So, um, so you have barking dogs in the background, and I have Scratchy Dog back there. He's he's really trying to get in on the on the uh, camera action. I was gonna say I love that he likes to be a part of the whole process. You know, Flash is always a part of the whole process. <laughs> and so, I just love that you put your idea out there about having your brother. Um, possibly write uh, scripts for you. Now oh. everybody knows that and they're just going to sit there and question everything that comes from it from now on. What, what, hey, look, if you got a problem with uh, the amount that Gat, you got, if you're not a wheelchair user and you're listening to this podcast, the amount of bullshit that Gabby and I have to do constantly mm -hmm. to get the stuff that we need, if you are so concerned that one person might have it a little bit easier to get a per, like a prescription for my wheelchair. Like, fuck off. Kyle, Don't you know, <laughs> you're supposed to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I can't wear boots, so <laughs> <laughs> that is not happening. But anyways, so yeah, I have in here the the whole thing about that. Uh, that is no, that's not roped it. Okay, so we have another thing that we could talk about that's separate. Um, you want to talk a little bit the, the since we're on this whole like political tangent uh, about the Supplemental Security Restoration Act? I had to look to see to make sure I was saying that correctly. I've looked up that name so many different times, and not just in preparation for this podcast, just in mm -hmm. general because when I talk about it. But yes, that's my favorite piece of legislation to uh, to date, and I've, I've never really said that about anything political in general. But this, um, that piece of legislation you just talked about is, uh, in they're in, they're in the process of hopefully considering it to pass and make it law. But what it will do is, it will raise the amount of money that an individual 
will be allowed to have in their uh, Social Security and Social Security Disability account. Because right now the max, according to the federal government's guideline, is $2,000. That is yep. the limit of what you can have right now in the bank account. Because if you go over that amount, the government considers it to be too much and you are removed or your SSI, SSDI is pulled from you. So what this new piece of legislation will do will hopefully um, increase the amount you're allowed to have uh, in a bank account at a given time, but it will also remove the penalty of marriage for individuals with physical disabilities. Because as of now, individuals with physical disabilities are not allowed to marry and keep their current benefits of Medicare, Medicaid disability. They can, Gabby. However, together, uh, both spouses' incomes cannot exceed over, it's a really generous amount, though, I don't know if you guys are ready, 3,000 whole dollars up from the 2,000 that we're allowed to have as individuals. So uh, if you, if you, you know, this isn't technically quite, well, this, in my mind, at least, this feels like a modern, weird take on a different kind of like castration, I would say, right? Ooh. Like in well, terms of necessarily like the physicalities of bodies, but like it's preventing us well, it from getting power is what it does. Yeah. So, so in this society, we determine power specifically by income, by yeah, your pretty much. power. So if you're spending power is hamstrung, your voice is effectively clipped. Whether that not, you know, I mean, we could put our conspiracy hats on and and think that, well, maybe this is done intentionally. There might have actually have been, you know, I guess. Um, good reasons for this, like, they, you know, obviously, you know, they don't want you dealing drugs or Amway, which is whatever is worse, you know, so, <laughs> you know, and there's also this other, uh, I guess you could say, uh misgiving that people have that people with disabilities don't work right so anytime you want to trot out uh, a cut to to social spending you trot out the crack addicted you know mom mm -hmm. that doesn't work and she's a mm -hmm. queen and then they cut programs and then it's like people like you guys suffer yeah because yeah. i mean uh care uh Finding a reliable caregiver and funding for caregivers is hard enough. And then you call programs like that, it gets even harder. And without people to assist us, we don't live. We don't get to go to the bathroom. We don't get to help prepare meals. We don't, we don't get help with anything. So, so let's look at it in a different context. Let's think about this. So they're saying you're not allowed to have $2,000, above $2,000 in your bank account. Yep. What does that actually say about society at large? Let, let's put a pod, let, let's think of it through a different lens and say, can we make the assumption that they assume that the average person only has about $2,000 in their bank account? Do you get what I'm saying? Does that make yes. sense? Yeah. Yes. So, I was also going to say that sounds dire to me. Well, it, it's dire, but it also says I don't uh, have two thousand dollars in my bank accounts. So well, I sure I savings sh account, so I surely hope that everybody has more than two thousand dollars. But the other thing that I was going to say that that 
communicates about uh, their thoughts on disabled people also is it communicates what their um, expectations of us are. Pretty their expectations right. Right. are to sequester us in um, assisted living facilities, to sequester us in nursing homes. Yep. Um, because, you know, people don't know this at large, at least. I would say most neurotypical able-bodied people don't know that, um, you know, practices that are, completely abhorrent um with a lot of shit that like Geraldo Rivera unearthed and showed uh to the world about how disabled people were being treated up in New York in those institutions and things like that um we're talking about uh that was an occurrence that just happened 20 years ago which wow. is like it, it blows my mind and then also like what blows my mind is that like the ADA happened after that um, in, in 1990 and that's still not very old, but what, what the three of us see to use an able's turn of phrase is the repercussions of that uh, civil rights act being so young. We're mm -hmm. still going through a lot of really early growing pains right where we're coming we're butting up against legislation like this to amend shit that went on for the entirety of the history of the united states and the reality the the very unfortunate sad reality is that this stuff takes time because mm -hmm. What does that what does that mean for the three of us, right? Like taking time historically means that we're gonna be long fucking dead before any of that stuff. Right. You know that's the reality of it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. it sucks. And so like selfishly, you know, I always talk about oh, when Lou and I got together, this idea for this podcast. But like, so him and I were talking as a precursor to doing all of this, Lou was like, what, what do you want to do to leave your stamp on the world where you would go and at the end of the day, you finish your work and you're like, you feel that you left the world a better place wait, wait, I than you I have to interject did. here. Kyle always makes me sound so much more profound. <laughs> like... Like very I feel, deep. I feel like I have this big flowing beard and I'm sitting on the mountaintop. Kyle, what would you like to do with your life? Yeah, so what is the so stamp? You, I, that doesn't sound like me at all. I, it I it is what you said. No, I promise you. We're just, just gonna have it, to. Just go with it. You're just gonna have to cosplay Gandalf the Gray one time during one of the episodes so that it'll fit with this. But you know, he he asked me. He he did say, regardless of whether you think you did or not, I know that you did. Was like you know. How do you want to leave this planet better off than when you were there? And so, like, the whole point of the network is to try to unearth a lot of this bullshit that, like, the three of us go through and that other people who are disabled in other ways go through all the time. And to really also use that as a, uh, you know, a platform to to help disabled people, uh, you know, 
become gainfully and meaningfully employed too. It's like I told you, Gabby, before, like you write um, are writing blogs for us and stuff like that. And I would love to like when we get to the point where we can pay you to do that job because you are doing good work. You deserve that payout just as the rest of us on this team deserve a payout for putting you know up the work and talking about these really difficult topics but like the other point in in making the network is to not just voice the opinions of the stuff but by hiring people um such as calibers similar to yourself and other disabled people you know the point is is to elevate disabled people to the point where we know our potential is mm, right exactly and to, and to be like hey this is good meaningful work they're doing shit that's really important and it deserves a payout because a lot of like what you mentioned the work that a lot of the work that you do you do because you know that it's meaningful activism work but you know that you can't get paid for it and that's fucking bullshit like well kyle on that note let's have her close out the show because we're (laughs) at the uh 37 minute mark so can you can you uh Tell us, you know, wrap it up and then also uh, plug yourself and do all that other stuff. And then we'll have to have you back on the show. Absolutely. I'll be more than happy to come back. Um, I'm going to try to wrap this up. Thank you. I promise. Thank you for having me. Thank you for loving my writing. Uh, I do hear it often, but honestly, I don't believe it. I'm like, I don't think I'm that good. I don't think I have a lot to say. Same vibe. I think it's a writer thing. We all okay, think okay. that. Okay, good to know. Because I'm like, really? Am I that good? I'm just, I'm trying to live my best life. That's mm-hmm. my mantra. You know, I never would have thought that, you know, getting a master's degree, going to college would eventually lead for me to do podcasts. Never thought it. Never in 100 years. Um, but again, thank you for thinking my writing is good. Thank you for thinking, having me on here for this platform. I love it. It went by so quickly. Um you were talking about timeline and timetables and change in legislation. I really want to go back to that super fast oh, because yeah. if the Supplement Security Restoration Act were to pass, this would be the first change of any kind in the history of the uh, Social Security program since it was created 58 years ago. Yep. That's how old SSI is. SSI, SSI, SSDI really is. And no change has been made to it. So this is why I love this piece of legislation because it's a small change, but it would do so much for so many. And that's why I am really pushing for it to pass. Uh, please contact your local congressmen, your legislators, see what their viewpoint is on it. Tell them you're passionate about it. Tell them, make it personal, tell them why. And just again, Kyle, I love you. I love working with you, even though we just started about what, Maybe a month ago. Um, I, well, we we were we were talking and chatting and stuff for a while because you when did I when did I make you an admin for the nation? It was a while oh, ago, that was right? A while ago. Uh, like two days ago. Well, no, I think that was a month ago. But you originally okay. hired me like two days ago. <laughs> well, hot hired. We'll say, quote unquote yeah, for yeah. for legal legal purposes. Um, but yeah, no, well, you know, we're happy to, like I said, we're happy to have you on the team. It's, uh, 
you know, uh, and if you have any questions too about like the Supplemental Security Restoration Act, you don't know what to do. If you're interested in the work that like Gabby and I are going to be doing for NCART, you want to know more about what you can do to, to, and I pointed this out to uh, Gabby before because she considered herself an advocate. I was like, no, I'm graduating you from advocate to activist because now you are actually involved in work that is going to have legislative impact. And I think that there's a really important distinction, not that there's not an important place for advocates. Advocates are very important. And I do think that that's where everybody needs to start. But I did want to point out and make sure that everybody knows that I grad selfishly, I guess. And who, am who are you, Kyle, to, to do this? But I graduated Gabby from advocate to activist because of that kind of stuff. And so saying all of that, if you do have any questions about that, about how to how you know you could get involved um if you just want to know more about the act if you want to know more about the other stuff that her and i are doing on ncart you can reach out to me at uh my email address is just kyle at disablest.org um or if you find me on facebook or or on twitter at disablest kyle whatever uh i think i'm that on instagram as well but whatever um platform you feel comfortable reaching out to me and the point why I'm why I'm belaboring this a little bit is just because I want everybody who is able-bodied who might be a little bit distant from disability before having stumbled upon this tiny little show um, is that every voice counts and don't think that just because you're able-bodied that um, now you don't necessarily have a say in the needs of Lewis, Gabby, or myself, but um, you can absolutely have a very yeah, important. An and you're, 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 the quick word here to, yeah. to compress is ally. <laughs> the you can have a very a, a meaningful impact on uh, the legislation and stuff. And as Lou said, to be an ally. So please reach out to us. Uh, if you want to know more about that. And with all of that being said... G Gabby, um, you want to give us some uh, plugs? Yeah, tell us your social media and stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. You can find me at Gabby's Real Life. Yes, pun intended. Real Life on both Instagram and Facebook. Um, I will give you both of those after the show, and I will e email them to you as well. Anyone can follow me. I try to be as active as I can on social media, but sometimes, you know, you just need to put the phone down, get away. But if you send me a message, I will message you right back. But I have to say, this is not a dating service. So only if it's, you know, if you want, how do I help? How do I get to know you better? But this is not a dating service. So please, I, I just had to throw that out there because I've had quite a few of those. <laughs> ever since i started doing podcasts hey good for you um yeah and you know if you have any questions to uh you know for gabby or whatever you can also reach out to me um or if you have any questions about the network and you feel for intimidated for some reason and don't want to reach out to me you can also reach out to gabby and she can get everything pointed in my direction that kind of stuff um she's helping out with a lot of different things in that regard so happy to to have her on so anyways Lou keeps looking at the time. I know that this is going to be a giant, terrible fucking headache uh, for him to edit. So 
In closing, on behalf of the Disablest Report and the Disablest Network, uh, my name is Kyle. My name is Lewis. My name is Gabby. Thank you, everybody, so much. Gabby, welcome to the team. And uh, we will see everybody on the next episode. Stay tuned and stay tuned for some new segments that we got on the way.